Welcome to Kilgallen's Pub, the podcast where I, comedian Joe Kilgallen, like to sit down and have some drinks with people and recreate that bar conversation we all know and love. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, that's at Kilgallen's Pub. Follow it on Instagram as well, same thing, at Kilgallen's Pub. Give myself a follow, I'm at Joe Kilgallen, K-I-L-G-A-L-L-O-N, on all the platforms, all the social media shit. I don't Snapchat much, maybe I'll get into that, I don't know, it seems like a whole nother thing. I'm on Instagram, where you'll see some... Killer TBTs, that throwback Thursday. People are into that. Nostalgia, very big these days. You notice that? They're bringing back all these old TV shows. You got your Magnum PIs. You got your, your Roseannes or the Connors, whatever the hell they're calling it. That's weird that they're keeping that going. What are they, they going to say? She had a heart attack? Believable. That's not, that's not fat shaming. That's uh, people being unhealthy shaming before people start getting all like, what the hell kind of podcast is this? I'm overweight. I don't like what he just said. Not being that guy, okay? But in the same regard... It makes sense if you're going to give some, if, if you're going to choose a death for certain people, you have to understand if you're overweight, people are going to choose heart attack for you. It's the way that goes. Me, I'm, I'm a psychotic redhead with rage issues, so people also will probably, yeah, probably heart attack for this guy too. Makes sense. So we're on the same team. Nothing but love from both sides. This was a fun one. I had comedian Sam Norton on. Sam is a Toronto comedian who came up through Chicago, was raised in Kansas originally, has kind of a cool story, and he's uh, doing some really crazy stuff. Crazy in a good way. Like he's, he's trying some new stuff, and I really appreciate people who think outside the box. And we'll get into all that on the podcast. As always, I got to thank all you listeners out there for uh, spreading the good word. I had a lot of nice messages. My birthday was just a few days ago, it was this past Friday, September 21st. So I had a lot of people saying, hey, man, keep that podcast going. I appreciate that. And guess what I'd appreciate? If you guys write the podcast review, hop on your little iTunes. Does Stitcher do reviews? Anywhere where you could review it, it's there. Last week's podcast with Russ Williamson was a really fun one. As you guys know, I hit the giggles real bad for reasons that you'll find out when you go back and listen to the podcast. Uh, that's on YouTube as well. So you can watch the video of me laughing like a f- fucking crazy person. That's right there for you. But um, I'm in a weird spot right now because I can't hear out of one ear. Got bad earwax buildup, I feel like. <laughs> it's embarrassing because I'm a man, I'm a father, I'm in my 30s. I should be able to take care of that. But I think I, I was in a hurry and I shoved a q-tip too far into my ear which is a trademark of people who are really stupid you know you kind of you ever like hear someone going off about something dumb and you're like hey buddy let next time let's not shove the q-tip too far in that's like something you say to make fun of someone it's like when you say oh i'll talk slower so you can understand me and that that's why it's embarrassing for me got the q-tip wait i don't know what happened i think i compacted kind of it a little bit i was on the road i was busy and i'm i let it build up for a couple days there i know it's gross you guys are listening to a gross man who should have been cleaning his ears way more thoroughly and way more consistently. Some people say you even shouldn't even use Q-tips. You're supposed to just kind of like let the water go in your ears during a shower and kind of do it that way, but that feels inefficient. I don't feel confident in it going down like that. And plus, I don't like the way water feels when it gets into my ear, like when I'm in the shower. So I'm a Q-tip guy, but apparently I got I to gotta take my time. That's That's... A lesson for everybody out there. Take your time. I know some people are thinking, hey, you only get one life, though. Let's speed through it now. You got to sit back and enjoy certain things. You got to take a step back, take a breath. One of those things is hygiene in all facets. When you're in the shower, I don't mind people who take a little bit longer of a shower. Some people get on those people. Like, what are you doing in there, huh? You jerking off? What if they are? Huh? It's not a bad spot to do it. Although I don't know if it's good for the drain. And water is a terrible lubricant. So that's nah, probably a bad spot when you think about it. But in other areas, you want to make sure you clean every little crevice. You got to get up in that belly button, in your toes. Behind the ears. Some people skimp on behind the ears. Don't be that person. So yeah, you got to take care of your body. You know, have a little you time. I have my emails open. And why do I get, I got a group on Los Angeles because I don't live in LA anymore, but I used to, obviously. And uh, this one is for vaginal rejuvenation. That's pretty cool. I should forward that to a female friend to be a jerk off. Be like, hey, um, I've never seen it, but based on your attitude, it needs a little rejuvenation. Send someone to do my forward that one out. All right, enough rambling for me. Like, you know, in the beginning, I always like to just, you know, talk you, tell you about what to expect from this podcast. We get into some fun stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, I think you're going to enjoy this one. Thanks for everyone who's been listening. Keep spreading that word because I love doing this. It's my absolute favorite. It's my highlight of the week. Uh, non family related stuff, of course. And uh, yeah, I just want to keep Kill Gallon's Pub going. So write that review. 
Uh, tell your friends, share that link, anything you could do, I really appreciate it. So without further ado, this is Sam Norton, and this is Kilgallon's Pub. Kilgallon's Pub, sitting here with Sam Norton. How are you, my friend? Good. How you doing, man? <laughs> Uh, good. I like how you're uh, messing with your voice right now. This yeah. is going to be a fun one, man. We got a lot of catching up to do. You got big news on the horizon, both in your comedy career and in your personal life. But I like to start off a little silly. I'm a little annoyed right now, everybody. Um, I discovered a pimple on my fucking eyelid. What? I got a pimple right here. Like, you see it a little bit there? You see that? Are you sure that's not like eye herpes? Or, like no, eye herpes. Is that How a do you thing? know it's a pimple? Pimple, yeah. because eye herpes is a thing? Yes. No, it's, it's a pimple because I, I can tell. You know when you feel a pimple on your body. It's like on the ridge. It's not really quite on the eyelid. It's on the ridge of that bone beneath the eyebrow. Oh, God. See what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I've never had one there before. Real quick, what the hell is eye herpes and how would I have gotten that? Uh, like, you know I, mean? I only know that from Emily Galati's oh. joke about a guy getting eye herpes from binocular or no. From something. I don't know. He got eye herpes. Kind of from binoculars. I don't know. That's, I'm not, that's one where he tells his girlfriend, no, I got him from binoculars. No way she believes that shit. Well, it's I like also that don't... Seinfeld gonorrhea from a tractor. <laughs> also, how would you get it in your eye? But I, think, I don't know what you're doing with your life. Uh, okay, good point. But I think if someone were to get herpes in the eyeballs, it would probably be from... Doing it right. Oral sex and then like the yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. debris getting in the eyes. Yeah, debris. Are we keeping it clean for? Yeah, I know. I don't know what to call it. The herps. What, what do you call? I'm uh, assuming juice debris? can. The like, juice. Yeah, it can. It can go up. The um, the it, so if a guy has herpes, oh man, we're getting we're getting gross right away. That's fine. That's a good. I mean, you talk. started with the face pimple. I, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think it was escalate like this though. So if you get, if if um someone with herpes were to again, I got I got to be classy with this. Ejaculate in your eyeballs. Would that lead to eye herpes? Well, why do you have to be classy when we're talking about coming I don't, into I don't, eye and getting I don't, herpes? I just, because <laughs> I like so your idea. grandma can listen to this for sure, man. No, I like enough. I like the idea of when someone uh, talks about really gross stuff, but they use those like yeah, ten yeah, cent yeah. words, like real sophisticated words, where it's like, dude, you're you're already saying come. You don't need to go throw ejaculate in like I just did. Well, that's the whole that's the old joke of like uh, you know keep it clean, don't don't say fuck or shit. And then some guys up there like, so I was just, I was just ejaculating into her mouth, and then she gargled with it, and like I didn't say a curse word. Yeah, it's totally yeah. fine. That guy's right? so he's clean. You you keep saying curse yeah, words. Yeah, you say terrible. shit and fuck. That's not acceptable here at the Giggle Hut, you know. The the chuckle fucks. Mm-hmm. Ah, we yes. got the Jameson Irish whiskey, and we, neither of us have glasses, so we're gonna we're gonna just spread some mouth herpes back and forth, probably. <laughs> you know, I'm if I was saying, we're good. I wish uh, I wish before we agreed upon this, you would have told me about your eye herpes. It's not. It's clearly a pimple, everybody. If you can't tell, it's just an annoying spot to get one. I mean, other have than you tried popping it. I just noticed it on the way over here. I oh. kind of was like at a red light, and I went like this, and I kind of was like, "What is that? Is that a little?" And it felt like a pimple. You know, you know we know how a pimple feels. And uh, it was one of those, it's probably one of the more annoying spots to get one because I don't, the skin is part eyelid, so you can't really push it together to pop it. And the other heart half of it is on the eyebrow ridge, which is enough to pop. I mean, actually, I could pop it right now if I wanted to, but I feel like that's Oof. a little gross. I've, I feel like you got to, ah, look though, an eyelid pimple almost makes sense because how often are you thoroughly washing your eyelids? You kind of just wash above and then expect the soap to have a trickle-down effect. That's the only trickle-down I believe in is in shower situations with soap. I'm all about trickle-up. You let the soap trickle-up? Yeah, I, well, I bathe upside down. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I get a little ball water. You're a clever little one, huh? Yeah, you know. Do you ever, had, uh, you ever had a pimple on your, like your, on your junk? No, see, that would be herpes. Oh, no, I you know what herpes. I've had? Okay, you do. That's how we find out. Uh, no, I, that was I've the never, big news we were going to bring up, everybody. Yeah, Sam big recently news, found guys. out. I've, no, I've never, I've never had it either. I've had an ingrown hair, and I think I, I probably had a pimple like on nearby, definitely. But I know I've had an ingrown hair or two, and those suck. I would assume you can get them though, right? For sure, I've got, I, I've had pimples on my thigh uh, in the summer for a while. There, I used to get like zits around my form because dude, I'm weird. My armpits don't sweat that much. Yeah, me neither. They really don't. But my forearms sweat a lot. I get weird forearm, like slop sweats come summertime. Like, like I don't it know glistens, why. like an oil slick? It's pretty bad. Huh. And I think that was why I was getting like pimples uh, on my forearms, which is a weird spot to get pimples. I have a People hairy... Like, old zit arms kill gallon over there, you know? That's gross. Mm, yeah, it was hard to deal with growing up. We all have our things, though, you know? 
I have a hairy asshole, and so that's where I sweat from the most. I got a hairy butt too. Yeah, I got I got that little, little hairy back lower trail that most people wouldn't expect because I'm not Hispanic. You know, <laughs> I feel like that's a trademark that they have. I'm culturally appropriating their lower back hair. That's uh, it's an Italian guy, Greek guy thing too. But I, I, Irish people are known for being hairy. But, yeah, no, no. But me and you have broken that mold. I have hairy le- I have hairy legs below the knee, hairy armpit, and a hairy butthole. Everything else smooth as a dolphin. Yeah, you know, I, I'm not that... My armpit hair is not that bad. Yeah, I got, got a little bit of stomach. Um, I, got a, I got a decent. Yeah, it, my the problem is it's, than yours, it's, though. We got, like, fair... fair like if I mean, don't get me wrong. Hair. I've met people of, of Irish and, you know, Scottish descent that are hairy as hell, so it's not, like, unheard of. Robin Maybe we're Williams just, like... wildly hairy, and I don't think he was uh, Mediterranean at all. I think, I think we're just slowly finding out that you and I are both uh, recessive genes. Well, dude, I'm red hair and blue eyes, which is the rarest combination on the planet. That's true. Where's my sitcom for being a minority? Huh? You know? Well, you, you have it right here. Yeah, Killian's Pub, baby. It's starting it off, uh, starting it off right. Uh, you, you were a Chicago comedian for a long time, and then shortly after the election of 2016, you up and moved to Canada. Yeah. And you did it solely because of the election result. Don't deny it. 100%. No, that's not true. Um, Why did you, you move because your darling wife, who I've met a few times. Yes. Great lady. She is a doctor, nurse? Doctor Doctor. in psychology. Doctor in psychology. Very nice. Uh, She got a job up that way, right? Yeah, but that's also, uh, as much as that's a joke, that's also, that played a big part in us actually moving up there. Really? Yeah, we, we didn't. We weren't pussies like everybody else. No, see, I used to. I actually started to write a script. I think I got like seven pages in, and I was working on other stuff. Where I wanted to do a TV show about a guy who actually followed through and moved to Canada because of You're an election result. Him. So you could be the basis of that main character. I have to pick your brain off the podcast on some stuff because I don't give away free script ideas, everybody. Yeah. Although I kind of basically just gave that I'm, one yeah. away. I was essentially. I also, it's my life, so you could just follow me on Twitter. Yeah, that's true. And just know the movie. Sam's got an interesting life. But we so. We were we were already thinking about moving out of Chicago, and I gave her three choices of like if we move, I got to go to some epicenter to continue doing comedy. So it was either New York, uh, London, England, and, or Toronto to be in the comedy capital of whatever. No, LA. No, I, we both hate LA. That's LA fair. is a just a strip mall. Did you just called Hell A. Yeah, yeah. Not, you did that real sneaky, so it made me think: Did he say LA or did he say Hell A? Hell A. That's uh, cool. Yeah, no, the, it it can suck all of the butts. I never, even if I have to get famous and move there, I don't think I will. I think I I'll turn down shit. A lot of people don't. A lot of people it's dodge, or they terrible. go up there for a minute and like, you know, people don't. I don't know. If people listening realize, but like, Dave Chappelle lives in Ohio. Yeah. He spends time in L.A., spends time in New York, and tours around the country because he's one of the best stamps of all time, so obviously he could sell it wherever he goes. Hannibal Burris moved back to Chicago. He was never in L.A., though. I mean, he's been in L.A., but never like officially lived there for any stretch. Doug Stamp lives in Arizona. There's a lot of comics who are killing it that don't live in that city, and with the rise of the Internet, which you're listening to us on now, it's make, making it even more possible for people not to have to go to L.A. or New York, although I do like New York a lot. I like New York, but, so that was an option, too. Too. But cool. L.A., never an option. We went out there for one week, and we both hated every minute. We liked the beach. That was cool. No, the weather's fantastic. Look, I there are parts of L.A. I, I missed. I'm not kidding with you. A lot of people think, oh, come on, you must have hated it. I did not. I did not hate it. There were aspects I didn't like. I think Chicago is a lot better, of course. I think, you know, I'm Chicago through and through. Everyone knows that. But I didn't, I didn't hate it. There was parts that were annoying. There were parts that were like... I don't know. There were some soul-sucking parts of it, but I did meet some great people there, a lot of people I miss, and um, I'm looking at to go back uh, like maybe in a month or two to do some shows and hang out with some people. And then I'm thinking about going again in February because I got a buddy of mine who works for Disney, and I kind of want to take my son to Disney yeah. for his second birthday. But I know here's the thing about that, though. I remember going to Disney and seeing like two-year-olds and one-year-olds there going, that's a waste because bringing your kid to Disney is such a baller parent move that you're not getting credit for because they're too young to appreciate it. So, have you and your wife ever been there? Yeah, we've been to Disney a bunch. And there's a lot of little... Two-year-old would have fun there because there's enough kid stuff for him. Like, I think he that, loves playgrounds, so he would like Disney. I, could you bring... This is the way I would do it if I was you, okay? I would bring you, your wife, and then a grandparent. So that way, you, the wife, and the grandparent, and the kid can all do that. Then once the kid gets sleepy, they go back with the grandparent. Then you and your wife experience Disney as like a romantic, go on all the big rides, have fun, 
as an adult. Well, I'm not a rides guy. I don't know if anyone okay, listening well, knows, but I am a whatever. huge pussy when it comes to rides. Do not like them. Space Mountain kids suck off. Or fuck off, I meant to say. Suck uh, off? Well, yeah. that's because you're a pussy. I've been having one of those days where I just can't speak. I've been, I've been slurring words left and right today. So it's a good and thing it's, you're yeah, drinking Jameson. Yeah, but I've been sober slurring words, so we'll see how the Jameson is. You should have seen me last week on the podcast. I got, I got a little, uh, little baked for the first time on the podcast, and I had the giggles real bad. I was laughing my ass off over every little thing. But what I was going to say, though, the reason I'm okay with taking my two-year-old son to Disney when he, when he turns two, he's still only one and a half, is because it's free. My friend works for Disney, so it's a free hookup. He's taken us there before for free. Yeah. Before he was, my son was born when I was living in L.A., and we had a great time. So I'm thinking if we go out there, why not take advantage of that? Not you know, Because who knows? He might not work for Disney forever, so that offer might not always stand. So I'm like, you know what? That's different. Um, but if I were to spend all this money and pay the ticket and do all this for a kid who's not going to appreciate it, then that's, that's a waste, I feel like. I want to make fun of you and say that you need to announce to everybody, like have a sign that says this was a free trip. Just so you're not an asshole, but in like two weeks, I'm flying with my dogs out to Calgary, so I'm going to be that asshole with dogs, so uh, at a camp. How many dogs you got? Two. Two? What kind? They're shit dogs. Shih tzus? Like little shit dog. Like one's a chihuahua mix and one's like a Maltese poodle mix. So your two dogs together probably are my dog's leg. Yeah, yeah. I got a boxer lab mix. You got a good dog. I got... I love my I love my dogs. I'm sure your dogs are great. Come on, all dogs are great. Yeah, but... That you know, a little emasculating sometimes. I I want. We were almost got a little dog, but you already have a big dog. Yeah, but before we got the big dog, so we got our dog in Los Angeles. So when we moved out there, like my wife didn't know anybody. I mean, she knew a couple of my comedian friends. Yeah, but she didn't know anyone outside of that world. And I was moving there, knowing a ton of people already. Yeah. So she, part of her thing was like, we're getting a dog like almost right away because I'm going to need companionship when you're out at shows and mics and whatnot, and doing whatever. And uh, so, like, two to three weeks in, we got a dog, and we were looking on the place's website because a comedian friend of mine recommended this place in West Hollywood called Barkin' Bitches, which I think <laughs> is a fantastic name for, like, a, a, a rescue uh, dog shelter place. You Everybody know? there rides unicycles to it was, work? It, ran, it was run by um, lesbians. So, you okay. Know, they had, yeah, yeah, they had yeah, yeah. Some fun. It's weird, though, because sometimes I'll, I'll tell women it's called Barkin' Bitches, and they give me this look like, Ugh. and I'm like... It was run by the loveliest lesbians you've ever met. And then they go, oh, well, that's okay. I mean, did you think some man came up with that? Like, yeah, we're going to call fucking barking bitches. You know what I mean? You come by, you take a bitch, you buy a collar, and everyone goes home happy. Like, they think it's that guy in West Hollywood, for God's sakes. To be fair, that's what those God, lesbians people. sounded like. Uh, yeah, they were you very know, they butch. Were, they, they smoked marble reds. They had a real gruffness <laughs> to them. I liked them. I gave them big hugs as I walked out with my new dog. But we looked on their website because they show you, like, what dogs are, are there um, to rescue, which everyone always laughs about to say rescue because of that Bill Burr joke. You know? It is bullshit. It's you just don't really f- rescue the dog. You, you, you take the dog. We were like, we'll take that one. I get the idea, though, because if you don't adopt them, then bad shit could happen. So I get that. But I feel like people use it to pat themselves on the back, the whole Yeah, rescue. but it's worse. I think as much as they're shitty, the people who buy a dog are worse because then they try to brag about the fucking price. Oh, yeah. Those people are complete assholes. No, you can walk on by. Don't yeah, worry about up? it. Hey, this is, this is a bar. This podcast is called Kelly on's Pub. So the wonderful Megan is going to walk on through. Uh, bathrooms to the right. There you go. Yeah, tip your your waitress there. Yeah. People watching on YouTube, you're gonna people are gonna walk by today. That's just how it has to be. Yeah, recording at the wonderful Laugh Factory in Chicago. I agree with you. The people I I remember having a friend who they got a fifteen hundred dollar dog and they brought it up all the time and no one ever asked and we were all just like that does not make us like you more at all and you also I, like disrespect you now because of that exactly and you also go why couldn't you be a rescue per like go get a free dog go get a dog that needs a home yeah you know yeah so uh not we, only are you pretentious ass but you're bad with money yes which exactly. is like a double edge uh, <laughs> double uh i was gonna say edge sword but that's not how that works it makes you a, a double fuck up so I went in there, and um, we had one dog that we already had kind of picked out in our head. This dog name was Leo, and I think it was like a dog that maybe gets about 20 pounds. Black dog. I can't remember the name of the breed, but... African-American? Yes, it was an African-American dog, and, you know, I'm a good guy. I'm one of the good whites, so I wanted it. And we we walked in there, but the funny thing is when we went to the website, the first picture on the website was the dog we ended up getting. Her original name was Oso, and it was this cute as fuck face like little 15 pound three and a half month dog just got dropped off so it was only there for a couple days 
And was Rome, it institutionalized yet? No, it wasn't. It was a surrender. So it wasn't like they found it, you know, walking the streets with yeah, a gang, yeah. you know what I mean? Graffitiing up shit and half know, a pigeon hanging a out. Real nuisance to society. Yeah, exactly. Smoking buds and whatnot. And uh, walked in and this, my, the dog we ended up getting was the first one to greet us. So even though we went in there thinking this dog's too big, because we're thinking when we fly back to Chacago and stuff, we're going to want to take the dog with us. Otherwise, a sitter's a motherfucker. And uh, I was just like, this dog. And we both, and then we took the other dog, and the other dog was nice and, and cool. Anyway, we got my dog, renamed her Holly, because we got her in Hollywood. And uh, would you that's mind? Good. That's fair. Well, I like that. It was a tradition. We didn't know what we were going to do, but my wife's family dog is from Jacksonport, Wisconsin. So, so they named it Jax. Oh, J- J- oh, I like Jax. Jax. That's a cool name, right? So I'm like, let's keep that theme going. We're getting her in West Hollywood. We're going to call her Holly. And she just, she's, she's a very Holly like um, attitude about her. Anyhow, so. Uh, Seven to eight months later, maybe a year later, I'm at a dog park, and the dog that I almost got was at that dog park. That's I knew. creepy. I knew because I asked them, I go, where did you uh, adopt or rescue this dog from? And they said the place. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm Do like, you think that happens with and human And the dog that came up to me and was like real chill with me, and then, I, and then I probably was like, this could have been us. This could have been us. Okay. The question still stands. Do Human think, children? Do you, do you think like if you go to like adopt a kid or do foster and they take it away and then you finally adopt a kid and you're at a playground and you see that kid that you didn't adopt and it just gets real awkward of like, oh yeah, is this your kid you kept? What was wrong with me, motherfucker? Yeah. See, I, that's had to have happened at some point, right? Yeah. I, I imagine it would. I wonder if it would be like that where it'd be like... This you like this one better than me? Come on, man! Like I'll race this piece of shit right now. I'm guaranteeing I'm faster because I'm imagining they're like eight year olds at a playground. Or you know? yeah, some, or, or were you yeah. imagining teenagers? No, I was imagining like around five to where they're nice enough not to be like what the fuck, but they're also because this is the scenario. I they know they got rejected though. Yeah, they know they got it rejected, but what if they get adopted by someone they don't like and then they go Joe and they come over to you and you're like, Nah, I didn't adopt you, and so you play with your kid. Yeah. And then the, the mean parent comes over and is like, get over here, Kevin. Wow, that would break your heart as a parent, though, too. No, nah, but you're the asshole in this situation. You are, you, so you don't care. You let Kevin go to Rick. Oh, man. And Rick's a bad dad. Rick sounds like a dick. Rick the dick, the bad dad. Um, fuck, I don't know why I tried rhyming there, but yeah. I don't know. I can't see your... We, well, we'll talk about this now, then. Your, your wife is expecting. Congratulations. Yeah, I got her pregnant. There's a nice segue. Congrats. That's, I know that feels good. Oh, it did. And um, see, once you, here's the thing, though, and this is true. It's a cliche, but they say men don't really feel it until the baby's born. Thank you. God damn it. You don't. No, no. I've I mean, you're excited. Co- you think about it. Did we have this it. conversation before? Because I've had I remember this talking conver- in the booth at Bee Kitchen with you about, like, telling you that you, could, you can be a comedian and you can... <laughs> Um, no, I'm saying specifically what you just said. I because, don't know if we did. Okay, I'm this not, is maybe. great I don't know. that you're telling me this because I've had this conversation too many times with people because th- inevitably when you go, oh, we're going to have a baby, people do the, are you, are you excited? And I don't have it in me. I mean, you know me. I don't have yeah, it in no. me to do any false emotion, so I just go, no. And then they look at me like, you're a monster. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm ready for the responsibility, but like, I'm not excited. Like, like I've I've done mushrooms I've come like that's excitement <laughs> like this is just like I don't know what I'm dealing with I like I just see my wife getting a beer belly yeah and I can see it move and there's well, because a, with the woman there her body's changing yeah and so she can obviously feel there's every yes mo- this but is, with, there's another person living in me especially when they start kicking around and, yeah oh, it's it gets creepy I have videos still on my phone maybe one day I'll, I'll um, be able to post this but I, I've you heard, you know, shirt up so the belly is just out. This yeah. is probably like eight, seven months into the pregnancy, maybe eight months. We call that her redneck belly. Yeah. <laughs> just a tube top. Just like, like, oh, gut yeah. hanging out. It is out. very redneck, right? And uh, you just see, like, everyone in the video will see this. Just my hand, I put my hand on my shirt. So sorry if you see my gross stomach a little bit. And you just see, like, a whole. Yeah, like, yeah. You, you, you could see, like, a whole, like, like alien shit. You're like, it's like, like that scene out of uh, Freddy Krueger. Where he's coming over the bed, come, you know. Oh, what I mean? totally, yeah. No, I know that scene. Yeah, we we've started uh, experiencing shit like that. It's fun, man. But I'm telling you, as the dad, though, because you know the reason you're saying, I was looking at that adopted kid thing where I'm like, oh my god, that I, someone I could have adopted is now with a piece of shit. I'd be like, nah, fuck it, come with me too. I, I got room for both of you. And I know you were trying to play out the scenario. It's like you got to manage being the asshole. You can't once you're the parent. Yeah, yeah. Dude, once you become a parent, like st- I, certain stuff, I just can't. I can't watch bad shit happen to kids. I'll change the channel. I don't want to see it. Someone shares something where I, I think the end result is something bad happening to like a baby or child. I go, nope, don't want to see that. I, my son, we put in Lion King for him a couple days ago. 
I skipped Mufasa. I skipped this scene. I don't want to watch Mufasa die. So he has no idea. I don't idea. think he's got to avenge me and then kill his, my uncle, you know, his uncle, my brother, right? I don't know what's going on. But I don't want him seeing that shit. And I didn't, I didn't want to watch it. Because I watched it the first time through when he wasn't, you know, paying attention really. And I got, I got like teary eyed when Mufasa died. Because I'm Mufasa. He's Simba now. And that's how you're going to start to see things. Well, I'm serious, man. It becomes you become a different animal, and it's the best way possible. I know from the outside looking in, dude. I was that guy that didn't want kids for like the longest time. I know. Yeah. And we've talked about this, uh, but my God, is it the fucking best? Now, I'm, I'm serious. How how long did it take for you to? Lo- was it right away? Right when you fucking held him? Right when the baby comes out? Yeah, because you're like, holy really? shit, that's there. All it's right. there. You might be afraid of it at first. I didn't cry when the baby was born. A lot of people, did you cry? No, I didn't cry when he was born. I think I was more just too like, holy shit, like, oh, man. And, and Yeah, because, dude, you hold this being, this little thing, and, and you look down at it, and you know it's looking back up at you. And it, Well, it doesn't have any real thoughts yet at that point, but you look at it knowing, oh, my God, this, this thing is just reliant on me. I have to protect it. I okay. have to feed it. I have to do It's so sweet and little, and it needs me. Let me refine... Let me refine this question because I had this conversation with my brother, all right? And my brother said, you have that immediate, like, I love this as in I need to protect, I need to protect my baby and, uh, you know, like the response, like the, oh, shit, I love this, like, thing. And And then he told me it took about two months once the eyes start opening and reacting to you. He's like, the first time that it, like, you know, the, my nephew now, started reacting to him is like when he felt that like oh i love this kid type thing yeah and i think those are two different like because i've talked to i've talked to a lot of people and they keep going like oh you love it right away i'm like i don't i think i'm gonna feel and again i have no idea so i'm asking you i think i'm gonna feel like oh fuck i love this and i i want to keep it alive but then the the same feeling i have towards my wife of like i want to be around you every fucking second i i I trust my brother in that, like, it takes a couple, like, it takes a month or, or two to when you're sitting there and you have a moment of, like, bonding with the kid. Because my wife gets to do that for nine months. Yeah. I got to catch up. And as soon as the baby comes out, they'll put the baby to your wife's chest. Yeah. To the skin-to-skin bonding. Um, and then they'll do it with you, too. Okay. Yeah, they'll they have me pop my shirt off and have the nice. baby on you. Yeah. I'll walk. I'll just walk it around just, with no shirt on. I would just take the shirt off before yeah. contractions even get to within two minutes, just to let the <laughs> let the whole staff know what they're in for. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'll breastfeed. Wink at them with the nip. You ever do a nip wink where you just kind of like flex it a little bit? I call that a nip wink. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm telling you, man. It's I, this is I, I know listeners. This is two weeks in a row. In a row, I'm talking to new dads, or soon to be new dads. Um, but I'm trying to think of anything I'd left off last week to tell Russ. I'll reiterate this for you because I think as a comedian, you'll appreciate this. Um, there's so much in comedy you can't control, right? Yeah. You, yeah. Could, you could crush it every night for, for a decade or two and still not be happy with where you are. Yeah. Because you just could keep getting overlooked or you're not right for this or you don't fit whatever the new trend is or, you know, so many things. You don't have to tell them about my career. That's, that's No, I'm, I'm describing myself more than anything. <laughs> oh, both, like, both of us, totally. And... Uh, so there's a lot you can't control, and that frustrates us as comedians. And it's like that with anyone in show business, I'm sure. But you can 100% control being a good dad. That's, That's cool. 100% your control. I like that. Even if you don't have the money, even if, as long as you love and show attention and care, that's the biggest thing. And because that's made me a better person in a lot of ways, because I, I no longer have fuck around time. I've no, which I, I have I, noticed like, that. Which I miss a little bit, though. Uh, because I, like, I broke this down for uh, my buddy Danny Kells two nights ago. Because he said to me, last week, uh, at Comedians You Should Know, we're doing two shows now. We're doing these audition shows for uh, spots for 2019. Oh, okay. Which actually, at first, I thought was a dumb idea, and I'll admit that. But I was wrong. I'll also admit when I'm wrong, everybody. That's the kind of guy I am. Because it's a great idea, because now we get to see all these comics. Um, because the scene's gotten bigger now. We're more spread out as producers, so we're not all seeing everybody. So I'm sure there are You're people who are getting overlooked. mics as regularly as before. Exactly. So, also, thanks for having me this Wednesday at Timothy O'Toole's. Yeah, we're excited. Uh, and we're going to get to why you're back in Chicago just in a moment or two. Uh, it's okay. We'll probably end on that. That's called good radio, yeah, my friend. Yeah, no, I like you got to tease Tune everything. in, guys. Tune in. Uh, don't change that dial. So last week I closed out the first show, the audition showcase. They have like, you know, uh, a seasoned veteran comedian like myself close out the show for the auditions. And then I also went up on the 930 show, which is like the flagship show, you know. And uh, when I was hanging out with Danny, he was like, dude. That first show, holy shit, man. Like, 
you had that swagger I haven't seen in a few months there or in a while, and you absolutely, you know, you killed and all that stuff. And I go, actually, that's how I've been on early shows. Yeah. It's the late shows that give me problems because I'm exhausted by the end of it. Because I'm stay-at-home dad during the day, comedian at night. Yeah. It's gotten better the last few months, though, because what I've done is I've had to sh- sh- um, switch up my diet in the sense that I'm eating dinner later. Okay. Because if I have to be up later, so if I need energy at 1030 to do, you know, 15 minutes of stand-up, yeah. which, you know, a lot of people might be thinking, how hard is it to stay up? Yeah, when yeah. you're getting up at 6.30, yeah. and you're watching a, a baby all day by yourself with yep. a needy-ass dog, too, because she's still kind of, you know, she's a boxer lab. They, they very much need attention, those yeah. two breeds. You know, you're going to get, you know, worn out a little bit. So I've, I've switched it up where I'm eating dinner way later. That way, um, I still have energy at night, and I was, I was popping some B12 pills for a little bit, but those started to wear off because I think I got too used to them. I don't even know. But uh, at, that is... That has helped me for the later shows because lately now with later shows I'm maintaining energy. Anyway, there's just different stuff like that. Like I was telling him, you know, he wakes up at about six thirty, seven o'clock sometimes. Those are the oh, that extra half hour is killer. You know, wakes up, um, you know, change him obviously. Then we go eat breakfast. Then uh, we play a little bit. I t- take uh, my dog and him for a walk. You know what I mean? We go probably about like almost a mile, like four blocks, four blocks back. Yeah, mile round trip. Then we, you know, we play some more. I'll read him some books. And then at about eleven, he's ready for a nap. He'll nap from like eleven to two, which is nice. It's a nice three-hour block. That's a good, yeah. In that three-hour block, I will try to create content to promote my stand-up, the podcast, and just you know, you got to be a content you do work, creator. Yeah. I do like work. I email clubs. I do stuff like that. Um, any kind of editing I could do, um, clean up the house a little bit. Just all that three-hour block, I got to get shit done. And it sucks because there's sometimes during that three-hour block where I'm like, oh, I would love to just jerk off and take a nap because that sounds ideal. You could ideal. do that sometimes. I'm sure you The nap part is, is a little difficult, though, because there's always some new thing I got to throw out there. Um, like today, I had to wait. you can't take a nap with your kid? No, I can nap when he naps. Yeah, I was, I was doing that for a while, actually. But yeah. the problem is um, I'm too eye on the ball right now. I'm focused. I want to grow this podcast. I, wanna, I have another podcast to do about baseball no, no. I want to grow. I want to... What I'm saying is, like, you can, you know, you don't oh, have to could. do it every day, but you can do no, it, like, Monday and yeah. Tuesday. Yeah, there are some. Like, when you need it, yeah, just yeah, sleep with w- the kid. Yeah, maybe one day or two a week when he naps, I, I'll, I'll nap. And then just when, the, you know, he'll wake me, he wakes me up, he wakes me up via the baby monitor. But what I'm saying is, though, what you could be looking forward to about being a dad is that you, you know, the fuck around time goes away. I mean, sometimes I'll have a big bowl of cereal and watch like a rerun of some bullshit show, you know, and have some fun there. But it's almost better, man, because you're getting more stuff done, and then you feel more productive. Yeah, and um, and it's fun to play with him. Like he's got this little wagon that he crawled in, although the wagon almost broke my foot on a few weeks ago. And I was just kind of like pushing him around, the, just doing laps around the couch, and he was just loving every second of it. And when you teach them shit and they learn it, especially dude, when they any little new thing they learn, you're like, holy shit, they did. Like I did so, that. It's exciting as hell. You're like, oh my god, he picked up on the soccer. You'd be like. Dude, See, I think all that's, of your that's advice, better than mushrooms, which you mentioned earlier. All your advice is going to go out the window because uh, I'm going to have a girl. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're right. You're right. Girls are fucking idiots. They're not going to learn anything. <laughs> no, no it go, it's the same. No, I'm, I'm just saying. Uh, I think. Uh, I, I. All right. I mean, I'll, I'm I'll come sure back. it's different. In boy two or years, girl, I'll come back here and we'll compare boy versus girl because I, I feel like there's going to be. I think girls are smarter. Early. Oh, I know. I'm they saying I think I'm going to have an easier time than you. Oh, you probably will. Yeah. Um, I think you got a fucking maniac that you gotta just got to just settle down. Boys are a little bit more wild. I think my girl is going to... Because every now and then he'll just dive into something. I'm like, what the hell was that about? And he looks at me laughing. I'm like, dude, you're this close to breaking your neck. And he goes, <laughs> yeah, but that was fun. I'm like, all right, you got to, you know. I, I hope that she acts like that because if she's, if she's anything like my wife, like this kind of uh, intellectual little girl, like I got to learn how to read out loud. And I'm terrified, like that, ter- like because I, she, so she's diagnosed. She's diagnosed me. She's a psychologist. I haven't taken any tests, but she thinks I'm dyslexic, which is why I always say I'm illiterate because I, I can't read. I hate reading. Like the, the scariest thing in the world to me is is reading in public. And when we go back to uh, Wichita, where I'm from, and we're with my nieces, they always want me to like tuck them in because I'm Uncle Sam, right? Yeah. They want me to tuck them in, read them a book. Ooh, Uncle Sam, that's cool. Right, and uh, so I tuck them in. But ever since Tanny and I've been together, I make her read to them because there's been times where I've read and I fuck up, and I feel like I do. A, what's what's going on? No, keep talking, man. What are you, what are you looking at? Uh, my battery's getting a little low, and I want to plug in the adapter before everything burns. Why don't we off. stop? We're going to pause it. it. Pause yeah. it real quick. We'll be right back. So to you guys. Hey everyone. Let me see if this is still going. Yeah, looking good. 
So uh, to give you back, sorry, uh, I'm from a. No, hold on, we'll get this back on the podcast. I know, but this is for. Like, all right, well, you can talk to me. Yeah, yeah this is like all right, yeah, extra. I know how to do this. This is like a bonus commentary shit. Uh, so I'm from Wichita. My wife's from Canada. She's an only child, so she grew up like fucking smart and attentive. Oh, sure. Her all right, we're back. I just Hi, had to put back. the adapter in. There we go. So back to Wichita. So I made Uncle her, Sam reading. I'm no, I made her. Re, like sh- so, I'd tuck him in. I'd like I, I used to do like power bombs into the bedroom. That's and sh- very fun too. Yeah, it was yeah. really fun. Uh, and then once they were like, I want to read a book to like fall asleep. Tanny would come in and read the book. But like now, I got to be a dad. So like, if my daughter's like a nerd and wants me to read to her, I gotta, I gotta like, I gotta do my biggest fear, which is read to an audience. But by the end of it, you're going to be able to read to an audience because no, you're, you're, you're not going to want to disappoint. Yeah, she's going to make you better. And I'll probably have to be reading in Mandarin because i got to learn Mandarin because i got to teach this fucking kid Mandarin. Oh, yeah, because your wife's Chinese. Yeah. Is she born in China? Yeah, she was born in China, grew and up Toronto's in Toronto's got a big Asian population, right? Yeah, and her, her mom is going to come live with us for like a month. And yeah, they're very... like. Of course I want my daughter to be bilingual, have something I don't, but it's like... Hopefully she makes me better to where I also learn it because I've been trying to learn for two years and it's not going well. I, that, well, yeah, I mean, it sounds like a tough language, but yeah, you, you're going to be great, man. I know you are. I know you worry about it. I, I was worried too, but I'm telling you. You want to hear my all. biggest worry now that yeah, I know I'm having it. a girl? I know for a fact, just because my brothers, my dad, and how I grew up, I'm going to be a great dad. I'm going to be the best dad. Because I'm having a girl, I think I'm going to be a terrible father. Explain a little bit. So a dad... The difference between dad and father, A dad to me is someone that, like, takes you out to play and is there and supports you. Like, oh, you want to do karate? Cool. You want to go to the library? Cool. That's a dad. A father is sit down and do your shit. And I only say this because my nephews versus my nieces... Like, my nephews, whenever I've had to babysit them or do whatever... I can easily, with no hurt in my heart, just go, shut the fuck up, sit down, eat your peas. Like, I did not ever have a problem. You're going to be a pushover is what you're saying. I'm going to be girl. the worst. Yeah. And Tanya started to notice it because I po- I'd said this to her and pointed it out of like, listen, this is the only reason I'm scared to have a girl is because when you're a cute little girl, I do. And she noticed it with my nieces. And then I pointed out that that's how she gets things from me. So when Tanya turns on the charm... And she's like, I, but I, I want ice cream. I'm like, we're not having ice cream. We're trying to stay good and healthy. And she goes, but I want it. I want. And then I just cave. I'm like, that shit that you do to me is what our daughter's gonna do. So you got to be prepared. You're gonna have to. Yeah, be don't be a hypocrite. Yeah, she's gonna have to talk exactly. it up for you. Of I'll, like, I, you know how I am. I'm a goddamn pushover when it comes to just doe-eyed, little, beautiful, intelligent women. <laughs> Especially one that's yours. That's oh, like, it, yeah, gonna, you're gonna do. Gonna she's possible. gonna have you wrapped around her finger. I'll say this. I, you know, I have a son, so I've often thought about all right, if I have a daughter, what kind of father would I be to a little girl? And I don't really know, per se. I don't know if I'll be a pushover. I don't know. I do know this, and I've been, yes, I'm working out one of my own stand-up bits in my own podcast, but do I it. feel like this is good advice is overall for anybody. I'll never be this dad, the dad that's like, ain't no boy touching my little girl. I'm no, going yeah. to keep my daughter locked in a dungeon because ain't no boy getting near my daughter. I'd make the guy Southern because I feel like it helps the joke. But I don't be, listen, everyone listening, don't be that dad. Because have you met the daughter of that dad? Yeah. Ooh, she's a lot of fun. Yeah, she that is. is great. That's a great time right there. I married man. that daughter. Yeah, it's like, I don't <laughs> get what kidding. these dads are. By the way, I forget this is going out to everyone. He's kidding. He's totally my father-in-law is my dad. I'm so sure he's, he's listening to this podcast right now. But uh, that's a real supportive father-in-law if he's checking out Sam Norton's edition of Kill Gallons Pub. This episode 28, everybody. Oh, they're very supportive. They're the greatest parents ever. I bet, man. I bet. Uh, yeah, that's what you don't want to be that dad. However... Uh, me and uh, my wife have agreed that we're going to put uh, my daughter into uh, some type of martial arts. I like because that. Because we both, we both wanted to do it when we were kids, and both of our parents didn't let us. So we're going to – and she probably won't want to do it just because both of us want her to do it. But we want to just to be like, it's a good yeah, discipline. handle yourself. Yeah, you can handle yourself. It's a good discipline. Because Tanya can't handle herself, and I have been in too many fights where I've just gotten the shit kicked out of me. So I want my, I want my daughter to be better than me. I've gotten really into MMA, so and I hear those guys talking about just how a lot of it saved a lot of those dudes' lives. Yeah, you know, like the this Nate and Nick Diaz, those dudes would go work out at the local jujitsu place because when they showed up to work out, the one guy'd give them food because they knew they'd get one meal a day if they went there because that's how dirt poor they were growing up. You know, if they were lazier so. and didn't have as much testosterone, they'd be us. 
Yeah, pretty, it'd be comedians. That's yeah, that, great that's comedians. Probably the only reason I'm a comedian <laughs> is because I've gotten the comics. shit kicked out of me a lot. That's, that's the thing how. is, I did. I didn't get. I actually no. I, when I was really young, I got bullied by kids older than me at the end of the block. Meaning, I was five and six, and they were like eight and nine. But oh, sorry. But grade school, no one my own age, because I was the kid that was tall right away. I talked about this on the podcast before, like episode 15 or 16, with Sarah Perry and Brian uh, Morton, everybody. Right. Well, where, about, I'm not bragging, but dude, I was the height I am now, I was basically when I was a freshman. Have I you won a lot one. of fights in your life? Yes, I have, actually. Well, fuck you. You know why, though, dude? Because you, you don't... You don't have a really bad temper, do you? Of course I do. Are you you do? Me? I thought your temper was more like... I've never seen it as explosive, though. You punch walls? Yeah. You <laughs> I do? I never knew that about you, man. Yeah. Well, but that's because we're always in like a, a fun atmosphere. But yeah, my uh, Tanya, Tanya also diagnosed me with having did, anger issues. Did you get... Uh, that's not much of a diagnosis. Did you... Um, well... I have that, too. She could probably hear one of these podcasts and be like, oh, he's got some problems. Uh, did you lose a lot of fights? I mean, did you get into a lot of fights, though? Yes! I... I because uh, I'm thinking about Topeka, Kansas versus Chicago. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking I I got bullied a little bit, so I felt like I had to learn how to fight earlier on, and I brought the up the temper because my the adrenaline makes it so. I don't even think I'm the best fighter. The last fight I got into, I was actually 29 years old, and I remember taking a lot of shots, but because when you get in, uh, adrenaline takes over, you don't feel the punches. I, I could take a hit in a fight, no problem. Like I'm not- I've taken fights. Taking hits from big dudes, and then oh. they go, "Damn, you could take a hit," and then that's how I end up winning the fight because I outlast them, or I just come up with ways where I'm like, "Oh, I'm gonna fucking duck here and then pop you under the jaw," or or the whole move is to trip them, and once they're on the ground, you just kick them in the head a few times, and the fight usually ends pretty quickly because it doesn't matter if anyone if if you see a stranger getting their head kicked in, you're gonna stop it. So that's typically what happens. I'll get like two kicks, and then people tackle you, and then the fight's if, over. All right, th- think about this. Uh, if I w- if you if we were at a show, and I've you won saw- them all. I've lost a couple, but rarely. Th- this is the point I'm going to make. Right? Okay. If we were at a show and you saw me getting the shit kicked out of me after a show, would you come up and like fucking avenge me? Fuck yeah, man! I would totally have your back. That's- Although now that I'm a dad, it, I'm thinking less and less in those terms. Okay, but I'm but saying anyway, back I, in the normal- day when we were. I would because you're my friend. I'm okay. saying I wouldn't do it for a stranger anymore. That right there is a hundred percent why. I've been able to pick fights and been able to walk away. I'm that guy. I'm the guy who starts the fights, and because I got bigger, taller friends than me, I get I'm an ass. I that's me. No, that's fine. That's not a bad card to play. Which is why I also fun. I roast people all the time. And some people, you <laughs> know, shit talker. Yeah, fun, though. yeah. yeah. I, I got a loud mouth and thin wrists. Uh, <laughs> But, but no, I like the idea of uh, martial arts as some sort of discipline, though, I think. Um, well, because, yeah, if it, one, she's a woman. I want my kid to get music, too. Uh, so I want her to be able to defend. The world's, I think, getting better, but it's not perfect. So it is. I want her to be able to defend better. herself because yeah. her dad's a real fucking shit. Uh, but two, uh, if she's anything like me, I don't want her to go through what I had to go through, which is uh, I hope my big friends are around. Because when they're not. I don't know if women have that as much. Uh, well, Their shit talking's in a different way. They, they, she could true. be. I think the female version of what you were is the one that just talks a lot of shit, and then the other girls don't spread rumors about you because the bigger friends would be like, "Don't spread rumors about her." That and that kind of thing. Yeah, but you're thinking. I'm being the sexist pa- with this, Joe. You're thinking in the past. We're moving forward to where men, the 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 line between men and women is getting more and more blurry. So, say in 20 years, when my little girl is about the age where I was, you know, at my peak shittiness. Uh, yeah, please come through. You're fine. Uh, she uh, she's gonna be she's gonna be in a different world. And what if that world looks a lot like for women, a lot like what it was for us when we were younger? You think women will be fist fighting each other at or that point. They women might. will be yeah. fist fighting men in the same fucking bracket. I mean, that would be true equality if men and women would be fist fighting in the streets. If, you don't want to see that though, because look, uh, you don't want anybody to punch anybody. But if we'll true never equality, never be cool in that regard, though. Come on, like you weight, know, weight class. Th- this is an old joke of mine, but weight class, a hundred percent. Like if I'm fighting another hundred and fifty pound woman, that's fair. Yeah, but your bone structure is still stronger than that woman's, and or your your what your mat. You know what I mean? The, the yeah, but I also haven't. Because a hundred fifty pound sh- woman is going to have a good five pounds of tit, then you're going to have peck. Right? What if she's got just real? So what if she's flat anatomy, everywhere? I feel like, and still weighs one fifty. Be at the situation. And, and I've she, seen and situations though. I've heard. I don't think I've seen it, but I've heard no, situations where a woman. I've seen video like you know, you see video go around viral video where the woman is smacking the shit out of this guy, yeah. and he's walking away. He stops, stop, ignore it. He's like, stop fucking hitting me. He's walking away, walking away. She keeps following him, banging him, banging him, and then finally he's like, fuck this, and then just gives her a quick jab, and she's out. And then everyone's like, you piece of shit. And he's like, what the fuck? Come on. 
You know what I mean? I know, like, I know exactly the video you're talking you about. You know that it's video, a, right? He's got a British accent. Yeah, he does. Yep, yep. I know what you're talking about. Like, Oi. Yeah. Oh, what are you doing? That's crazy. Oh. And he, yeah. like, she barely, anyways. Yeah, she uh, barely hit him. I bring up my friend, a shout out to he Amanda Reyes. I grew up with her, and she played basketball. She was like an athletic girl. And I remember vividly in seventh or eighth grade, we were all wrestling on trampoline that my friend DJ had. And, you know, in eighth grade, we're all growing. I was the smallest kid, but she grew with, like, she hit a growth spurt with DJ and Josh. And they were, like... I took last because I was the smallest, and then she took second behind DJ. I think her and DJ tried to fuck that night, but like, uh, but I'm just saying, so some winning, I'm just saying, winning winning when, DNA right there. when it's equal back in like middle school, when everybody's growing at different rates, nobody thinks it's weird that a girl can beat up a boy. In fact, no, nobody that's does. where yeah, that comes right. from. They're like, oh, you let a girl beat you up, and it's like, I yeah, wanna, dude, I couldn't help it. She's four feet taller than me. Yeah, I want to mess with that because in grade school, I was like, I'm gonna pop a boner, and that's what's up. You know, I don't want to get involved in that wrestling around with a girl on the trampoline, man. Well, I didn't stop that until now. <laughs> All right, let's shift gears a little bit here, but I agree with you. That's smart to teach your kid a discipline, especially one of the martial arts. I kind of wish I would have done that. Uh, and I'll say this, though, because, you know, it's been a couple podcasts in a row now where I've talked about fatherhood and all that kind of stuff. I don't want anyone listening who's thinking, fuck that, I don't want kids. If you don't want kids, fine. I've never pushed kids on people who don't want kids. That's totally great. You I know? didn't want kids. A good friend of mine, Julie Olson, has a podcast called Not the Mom, where it's all about, like, you know, not wanting to be a parent and how it's okay, and people got stuff giving those people shit, and I agree with her in that regard. The one thing I will say, though, that's a little like, ugh, it feels like all the really, uh, not all, but a lot of really smart people I know don't want children. But well, the dumb idiocracy. ones are just popping. It is. I know. And the dumb ones are just popping them all left and right. But the ones I know who don't want, there are some geniuses I know who don't want kids. And they're the most politically active. I don't get that. How are you? An, how do you care about the environment if you don't want another generation? Like I want, the, I care about the environment because I want my son to be able to see, you know, penguins when he gets older, or giraffes, or some shit, uh, and breathe clean air. But if I, if, the, if my line was ending with me, I wouldn't give a shit what happened going forward. I wouldn't because it doesn't affect me. But and I say this to a mirror. That's because we're dumb. Well, if, I know you should care about the no, future. No, 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 but no. You're not understanding what I mean by dumb. We are narcissists, but... That doesn't mean you're dumb. It's like genius No, no, wait, wait, wait. I'm saying it's the same. On both sides, it's narcissism, okay? Because on our side, it's, I want my genes to fucking... Like, the kid is the... Uh, the projection of us. It's so a, it's, to me, it's more like the future, though, too. Okay, but that's the projection of you. Yeah. Whereas for smart people, it's their legacy. So like Alexander the Great and shit, he didn't do that for his kids. He did it for him. So it's narcissism played out. Either you want you to have a legacy, or you want you through your kid. It's, it's all narcissism. But it's to me, I don't, I don't, yeah, there's ego and legacy. No but to Buddhist me with, has ever had this conversation. With, I, yeah, you're probably right. Um, well, I mean, obviously, I want the world to, to be, to flourish when I'm gone. I don't I'm think gone. they do because they don't really preach. Uh, you know who preaches? Evangelists. Yes, they no do. No Buddhist has a fucking, hey, give me money so we can make the world better. They just sit Buddhist in the Twitter. mountains. Yeah, yeah, they just sit in the and mountains hashtags and for Buddhist. smell a candle for five hours and then look at the mountain for the last ten and then they think, oh, I wonder what a drum sounds like without anyone around. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, cool. Sounds Wait, it sounds kind of boring after a while, though, doesn't it? But that's their piece. That's what they're into. That's what That's what. I true just think if you're one of those people that's like, you know, the future needs to get better... But you're you're anti. I don't know. I just I think you got to look at. I, I look at it from a humoristic standpoint, where it's like, okay, these are the people who are, who care the most about the future, and yet they're not doing anything to help it other than what they're what's right in front of them in a weird way. I don't know. I don't. I don't like your. Uh, I don't like your assumption that uh, I wasn't very, being very humorist. No, you, you were being. I, I thought it was pretty funny. I didn't say you weren't. I was saying that my viewpoint on it is strictly that. Where obviously, well, so is mine. But I think the but, Buddhist thing was hilarious. But I almost want to challenge the whole ego part of it, though, because sometimes you, you'll think about this when you have um, a baby. Is that I think about all all that I'm willing to sacrifice for my son, like if just ever, your son, or for yes, okay. Well, well, why not others? Well, what, here's what if I mean it by, wasn't ego, why not other sons? Here's what I mean by sacrificing, though. I will, I will give up my career as a comedian to, if it means, like, say, say like, oh, comedy's not paying the bills anymore, whatever, and my son needs, 
X amount of whatever or something goes, you know, then I will definitely be like, all right, well, fuck this. I'm going to go get whatever job I can to make ends meet because I, I, it's about him now. It's no longer, you don't put yourself first, you put him it's first. true. So obviously when I think about the future and everything else, it works out. Um, hey, Tristan. Where, hey, buddy, how are you, man? And uh, yeah, so then of, of course, yeah, I care about the greater scheme of things, but I'm talking about sacrifice my own okay, individual stuff for him specifically. Joe, but the point is if it wasn't ego, if, if your kid was an extension of your ego, you would do the same thing to another person's son that you would do for your own son. Yeah, I got you. That's I, what yeah. I'm saying. That's what you're saying. Sure, all right. You so your kid is just points. the extension, whereas smart people don't even try to squirt and make another fucking clone of themselves. They go, well, I'm good at... Like, it's instead of trying to make another version of you, you just try to make your version so big that people think of you all the time. That's why, like, politicians that, like... Yeah, but these smart people I'm talking about are not doing that at all. They're, they're not trying to pontificate and no, look so not grandiose. So, I mean, maybe, maybe, but that seems like... It, it's funny. I don't know. I, I think there's so much about human beings that we don't even know how to grasp tele- intelligence. We really don't. I, I, I'll see... There'll, some people be like, oh, that guy's incredibly smart. I go, and yet he can't be happy for a moment. And I go, they're All so right, smart, yeah. they can't relate to anybody else. They're just so lonely, and it's just, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, again, though, you would figure it out. Because I know, I know geniuses who have. I've, I've, I have a cousin who's a doctor who also could play the meanest blues guitar you've ever heard and also loves sports. And you know, you'll talk to some fucking nerds out there, and they'll be like, I'm not into sports. I like music. And I'm like, oh, because you can't like two things at once, you fucking small-minded piece of shit. You know what I mean? You ever, you ever cross those people? You know what I'm talking about? The hipster yeah, I've done fucking comedy for a while. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Good yeah. fucking perfect response. Uh, what time is it right now, man? Because I, we I got have a, no idea. A we show gotta get to a show. To, um, oh, was that me? Uh, I don't know how to tell time on your phone. Uh, you got Canadian phone? Is that what it says? Yeah, is that, is that the right? Yeah, we're good. Yeah, but I might be an hour behind. Hold on. Let me turn on the actual. This is I don't think you're an hour behind. I think it's 829. Is that right? We started. Yeah, we okay. started at like seven. Okay. Yeah, we're we're good. About eight twenty nine sounds about right. Okay. Um. All right. So I want to get. Wait. We what time does that show start? Nine. So we got to. Oh. Gotta uh, get, okay. But okay, it's okay. only about ten minutes from here once we jump on Lakeshore Drive. So we're got good. It. See, look, you guys get to hear all this stuff that's interesting the... to you. So Sam is in town because this Friday, September twenty eighth, at the Laugh Factory, eight p.m. showtime. Am I correct on the time? Yeah. This sounds dirty though. But eight I like p.m. It. showtime at the Laugh Factory. Sam is recording his. Is this your first special? This is my first, yeah. First one, and it's um, it's groundbreaking in a lot of ways. It's called White Noise. Great title. Thank you. James Webb did a wonderful job on the artwork. Thank you. I what I like about James Webb as a graphic designer, and anyone who's you know, I'm sure throughout the country, you could probably hire him in one way or another. He works over the internet, and he's really cool. And uh, he, uh, what what's the politically cor- not politically but nice sales pitch? He's uh, competitive with his prices. There you go. And he also will do exactly what you want. There are some graphic designers I've worked with where I go, here's exactly what I want. And then they come back with some weird, complicated shit that isn't what I wanted. And I go, no, could we really just do, could you do this, though? And I'll send it again. And they go, yeah, but that just seems kind of easy. And I'm like, yeah. that's what I want. Yes. I want basic. I want easy. I wasn't trying to be fancy. Because some graphic designers, they're like, I'm an artist. I got to throw my own spin on whatever you want. Where it's like, no, motherfucker. I'm, you're, you're an artist on your own time. Yeah. I'm now hiring you 100%. to do something specific. And that's where Webb's great because he's like, he could do anything, also, but he'll with, do what you want. Within his style, though. Within his style, yeah. Because I mean, uh, when, when I was thinking about making that uh, album cover, I was thinking of him, which is why I hired him. That's smart, though. Yeah. But, so the, here, so let's, let's get to, besides the cover. No, um, J- shout out James Webb. Yeah, great. shout out James Webb. For sure, I like James Webb. So I wanted to give him a little love there. It, you were filming this in a in 360. Yep, VR. V- virtual reality. I'm going to try to pitch it. Oculus, if you're listening, or uh, Samsung, whoever's better. Uh, Vibe, I don't care. Yeah, any of them. I'm gonna... And this has never been done in stand-up comedy. Uh, it, so the production company that I have shooting it in Montreal, uh, which is... Well, uh, you're shooting it in a couple different places? I thought you were just, shooting here. No, we're just shooting here. Uh, but, but the they, company's they, based out of Montreal. They're based out of Sorry, Montreal. Okay. And my friend Rodney, shout out to Solutions Virtual 360. Uh, their production company in Montreal that shoots specifically stand-up comedy shows. And so they've done... 10 minutes they do like clips here and there of like oh you can watch comedy but i saw that and i already had the idea and i was like let's do a full comedy special 100 percent done in vr and uh so we're we're gonna 
officially officially we're going to be the first whether or not and you got to be different these days it's so what I'm so Yeah, nobody told. wants a 30-year-old married white guy's perspective. Yeah, I mean, but unless they do. it's from all 360 sure. degrees. But my point is they do. They do. Oh, I Hollywood know. doesn't want it. I just like but being humble, the, you know? The continent does. Why are we capping this off? I didn't mean to done? cap. I think yeah. I was just playing with it, and I accidentally put You're the cap You're a bad bartender. Out. I'm one of those dudes who likes to get, well, I want to keep it fresh. There was fruit flies here last week, gnats, you know, around, so I didn't want them to get into the jeans. man. I guess. Uh, but no, I think it's a great idea. I think it's a bold approach. It's a wonderful way to get hype. Thank and, you. And you still get to be you, because, you know, there are sometimes people do different things where I feel like... Okay, you're doing that for the hook more than for what you are. Yeah. Um, I'm not naming anyone name in particular, but I know, you know, things have been different with comedy. I mean, Drew Michael recently had that special on HBO where there was no audience. I just that watched that today. Him. No, that fits him in a weird way, I feel like. I didn't see it, though. I didn't watch it. Oh, it fits Drew not being around anyone? Yeah. Kind of, <laughs> yeah I mean, actually. <laughs> because I, we both known Drew for a decade. Yes, it's like, it's so oh, yeah, that's is. exactly what Drew wanted to do. Yeah, for which sure. is be funny around nobody. He doesn't and anyone say, in there fuck but himself. you to everyone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's perfect. By Jack the way, got a good I eye did for not want to like it with how much everybody had this, like, uh, feeling towards it, uh, and I, I quite enjoyed it. It was very, um, it, it felt, it felt like um, where the peak of uh, comedy as an art, maybe not as like an entertainment value, but as an art could go. Like I could see myself watching that at night to like fall asleep, and that's a compliment. <laughs> that I mean that as a compliment of like sitting there going like, oh, I can watch this probably every night. And want to watch it until I just can't. Get he's my a great comic. He's a great comic. Oh, I that's mean, not a doubt. Well, that's never a doubt. Anyone who's seen him knows yeah, yeah, he's a fantastic sorry. comic. It's, so I guess I'm speaking it's his to more than just you. Extracurricular activities that have uh, uh, gotten under people's skins a little bit. And he'd be the first to fucking admit that too. I doubt he listens to this. But there was um, multiple times that I. I mean, there's no audience. There's no laugh cue. And there was multiple times that I was like sitting there laughing, and I'm like. How the fuck did he do that when he's just speaking into the camera? They, well, that's they did what a great is job. Cool. I used to always think to myself that music musicians have such an advantage because they get to go into a studio and yeah. record track after yes, track. Yes, thank you. That's, whereas comedians, yes. all of our stuff is live. Yep. All of our sets are unplugged in New York. Yep. Uh, all of our, you know, I mean, we have to do it that way. But then again, I kind of that makes it more fun to me. Um, that's a hundred percent how I feel. Of that, that felt I, like I, comedy I as do it music in front of an audience because I like connecting. I feel like one of my strengths is. Is being right there with the people. Yes, but I like but that works that for him as though, an, so I'm not knocking it. I yeah. love that as an option of like yeah, Drew what, crosses the bridge this, of music and comedy. Yes, I've talked about this with people before, where um, comedy, like music, has different subgenres within it or different genres within it. People are like, "Hey, Joe, have you seen Hannah Gatsby's special?" And then that's what yeah. everyone's talking about. I go, "No, I haven't seen it." They go, "Oh, you haven't gotten around to it yet?" I go, no, I'm never going to watch that. Never. It's yeah, really I mean, good. For I don't f- give a shit. Thirty-five I, I, minutes is really good. I heard that. Fine. I'm not being a dick like I, I just know it's not my style. I've heard enough about it where I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm probably not going to dig that. And people are like, no, but the first half it's jokes and the second half is this whole. I don't care. Like, And then guess what? The people who are into her, I don't expect them to get jacked up for um, for Ari Shafir or Joe Rogan. I was thinking about who's had specials that come out no, recently. No, yeah. I'm sure they're not going to be like, if I went up to one of them going, hey, do you see Joe Rogan's new special? They'd be like, no. No, that's so It's, it's just what it is. Pig. So it is. People are into different stuff. Like I, I made this point on Twitter. If you're a, if you're in a punk rock band, you're not giving, you're not talking shit on Twitter about the latest country album. You don't care. It doesn't affect you. But comedians, for some reason, we just because it's our nature, have to fucking have our own little two cents on every little thing. Yeah, I like but it. I, but I, 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 I know you're frustrated with it. But no, that, I'm not I like frustrated. That. I think it's stupid. Well, I you're think dumb. It's a waste of breath. You're dumb for thinking that's stupid because that's that's the fun part is talking shit. No, no. See, talking shit is fun, but wasting your time is not fun. Okay. There's a difference. Okay, yeah, There's yeah, a difference yeah. is what my point I is. I mean talking shit. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, If you want to watch stuff so you can talk shit with your friends about yeah, it, yeah, go yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, Who that's... am I to say otherwise? But I, I don't have that kind of time anymore. I have to cut something from my schedule. And talking shit about pieces of art that I didn't really even give a fuck about I still is feel one like of those. I, I, I feel like I know you well enough to where even if you didn't see it, you'd have an opinion. Uh, about Nanette? Yeah, of course. What is, it's someone who... Uh, the, second, the, second, <laughs> the, the second half of it is her shitting on the art form that she's in? Yeah. Fine, whatever. You could do that, but it's got to be funny. No. The whole thing is it's got to be funny. If no, it doesn't. I, I, I think so, yeah. If you're a comedian, it has to be funny. Well, somebody hates TED Talks. Yeah, make it a fucking TED in Talk. In New Zealand. Call it a one-person show or call it a <laughs> TED Talk. Call it whatever the fuck you want. But don't call it stand-up comedy because I feel like you're, you're reeling people in, expecting one thing, and then when they don't, I guarantee you, like a lot of people are like, oh, I really appreciate what you did there. And those are the, and a lot of people, we forget the average person doesn't fucking express all their thoughts on social media. <laughs> 
They don't. Most people do not. So when I fuck it, I get so, I laugh because it's hilarious when someone goes, ooh, look at all these negative tweets I got. <laughs> and I look, I go, yeah, seven people? Seven fucking dickheads? That's everyone? All men because of seven pricks? Come on. Like, uh, th- this is. And I'm not even going to get into this that. Is how, no, no, either, this is how either. All right. Th- this but is I how, love the ideas. This is saying. how I, like I that think you're doing you've it. I like that Drew did with nah, the audience. This. I, don't I don't like no. this. I don't like this, Joe. Uh, I, I, no, because I, I, could, I could respect something but still gotta, shit on it. I know. <laughs> I know. But I, I got to point out something uh, from who I know you from, which is us growing uh, into adults as. Yeah, man. You're And man. also before you moved to L.A. So I got to point this out. I have noticed a change in you, that you are willing to try to be political even though that goes against your personality and I find that quite endearing that you're real you are really trying and then it just takes a little bit Political of a shove in what way politically correct what yeah kind of yeah, kind of yeah not not in your act you oh, still no. no still dick on stage yeah I, but I don't I'm saying like correct I try to um right now just to point out you were you were trying to be nice and go like oh I no and that's fine and then no, and well, I've I don't know how to do was like I, I what's your want... opinion you just really gave a, a honest oh, opinion oh I got like, it yeah because you, well, you challenged me a little bit in a sense there but in a good way yeah no, but I, have, I know how to hit I your... honestly the way I started talking about Nanette is truly how I feel I have not seen the thing I know and I don't want to be those but of those you still have an opinion about... I have an opinion on the style but I, I can't talk shit about the actual thing because I haven't seen did. it you just did and that's what I love about you well, I, again, that's what I've heard from people. They that's go, the first a, half is jokes, the second half is her shing a comic. That's what a comic is. All right, good. Is, I like that. Is having an ignorant opinion about something. Yeah, but, but do we, if, don't, we don't all want to be ignorant, though. You know what I mean? You want to grow and fucking get better, too. As a person, but as a comic, there's no... there's no hu- That's the thing that, I, that pisses me off the most. There's no humor in being woke. There's No, I agree with that. That's just boring. It's yes. bo- political comedy is dead to me now. It it's got, it got so, so boring. Dumb. It's boring. There's, there's you're not saying humor anything in you know, pointing out original. other people's ignorance, but then then you become an, yeah, an asshole give, you an that you're going that. like, oh, look at these people. I'll give you an example. And this is something I I don't think I've done on stage yet, or maybe I talked about it in a rant like a week ago. But I here's here's the woke guy I'll make fun of everybody. I can't. My new favorite person to hate is uh, the white guy who hates on white guys. And then talks about how we uh, need more inclusion, and yet that white guy has just one black friend, but the, <laughs> the black friend he has has no black friends. <laughs> like he hangs out with the one black guy that hangs out with no other black guys. Where it's like all the other black guys, like, nah, you can fucking have him. That's, <laughs> he's not. He's not one of. He's, he's not, not cool. one we of don't like, We don't like that guy. That's that's your dude now. And I find that guy to be my one of my favorite guys to shin right now because he's he's. I think that guy's kind of pathetic in a lot of ways. I, I like the go one step further. I like the white guy who talks about how there needs to be more inclusion, who's getting paid to do comedy. Which means you're taking money out of the mouth of someone who's of color that could have had your spot. Yeah. Like, that's, how are that's you preaching? F- on- I know. They, I, I remember someone once tweeted, if I were offered a late night show, I'd say, no, thank you. Give it to a woman or a person of color. By the way, I hate the term person of color because it sounds kind of offensive in, in a weird way. I say colored. <laughs> yeah. Go right back to Archie Bunker, baby. Let's, let's be real about it. Um, but anyway, like, do, uh, we could keep going on that, but I, we only have a few oh, more sorry. minutes left yeah, here. Yeah, let's, uh, let's talk about my special. It's great. So, yeah, and um, it's this Friday, so if you guys are in Chicago, get your tickets, uh, laughfactorychicago.com. Let's go more in the future. Uh, go to isamcomedy.com uh, for all updates because uh, I'll record it. And it'll come out on iTunes. I'll I'll let you know whenever we release it. Uh, but then yeah, I'll tweet the it main out. thing is I'm gonna try to get it streaming on some platform. Uh, it'll be the first uh, VR 360. That's really special. cool. I so, like that. The idea of showing you from the front and then going around you, and then you get, it'll really put someone in the room with you in a weird way. And in a fun uh, way. for anybody who wants to watch it, uh, I'm already planning. I have uh, multiple Easter eggs. To where I want you to watch me. I want you to watch the first time you watch it through. I want you to just watch a comedy special and be engrossed in the you know in the room. Feel like you're in the room. But on the second viewing, uh, please look around because maybe there's uh, maybe there's fun things happening uh, around you. I, I, I like uh, that. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to play with the art form of like. Uh, I, I really feel like so this is going to push it somewhere. Yeah, yeah, I think I think so, man. I, I definitely this like that. This is how comedy should be viewed, in my opinion, because when you watch it on a flat screen, you're removed. You, I, I don't laugh as much at people. Like, Eddie Izzard is one of my favorite comedians. Uh, Patrice O'Neill is one of my favorite comedians. Brilliant. I watch their stuff, and I, the most laughter I get out of me 
even they're the even though they're the best comedians I think in the world, I just go eh, because there's not that. There's comedians that you watch stuff more as a student too. No, but you, even you? Okay. even even when I'm watching just a live, I, I, there's that social responsibility that you go Haha, and you laugh a little bit more when you put on the VR headset. It kind of tricks your brain that you're in the room, so you laugh a little bit more. I feel like this is great, man. It's going to be first too, because I think as as entertainers, you're always thinking, "I want to be the first on this. I want to be the first on that." Oh, like, that's why I keep promoting it as the, the first. The, the yeah. big YouTube. There, I remember watching this documentary about YouTube stars. I think it was called like "Please Subscribe" on Netflix, and I watched it thinking, "Oh, I could get tips and on how to grow a YouTube channel." <laughs> there were no tips. They were all just like, "Yeah." So I heard about this thing called YouTube.com. I think the website was maybe two months old at the time. I just started putting those videos of me up grocery shopping, and before I knew it, I had 300,000 subscribers. Yep. And, and then by two years, I had 3 million. And then I put a little more production. And I'm like, you just were the first. You just got lucky. People were checking on the website, and your shit was there because you were putting content out. Dumb Irish but, luck, man. Yeah. So but That's all I'm is, going for. This isn't dumb, though. This is very smart. Also, real quick, what was it like? Is it tough to immigrate to Canada? Uh, Toronto's no, a great I'm city, by the way. I love Toronto. I didn't know she was Canadian. Never yeah. mind then. All right, that, that takes that question out of the uh, Well, to be fair, it took a year and a half. I literally, that's actually funny that you asked it. I literally just got my PR two months ago, my permanent residence, which is yeah. like their green card. And I got my healthcare card uh, Wednesday, last Wednesday. That's awesome. Well, congratulations, man. They Thanks, got man. a nice little uh, system going on in Canada. Also, just, just to let people know what part of my life I'm in. So I just immigrated, got everything done. I'm about to have a baby girl in December. I'm recording this uh, September 28th. I'm in the middle of trying to buy a house on top of this. Congratulations, so everything man. is just stacked up within four months. I'm the, went from zero I'm the worst to person zero, for my own career. You went from zero to adult real quick. No, but you, you got that hustle in you right now, which is fantastic to see, dude. Sam Norton, man, we're going to go hustle off to a stand-up show right now. Dude, thank you so much for being on the podcast. When I get my pa- pod, uh, when I get my podcast, when I get my passport renewed, I'm going to have to come up to Toronto because i got a bunch of good friends still up there, and they've been asking me to come up because I've, I've done some, some gigs in Toronto. I Can think you it's say I'm town. one of them? Yeah, of course. You're one of them. Sam Norton is one of my good buds that lives in Toronto, okay, anybody. Cool, cool. So make sure you look him up for any, <laughs> any Canadian listeners. Mark McLean, if you're listening. Dave Bolin, if you're, if you're yeah. out there listening, check this guy out. Um, again, uh, this has been Kill Gallons Pub. Cheers, everybody. <laughs>